three. Resilience. Gate clang shut to keep us trapped. We won't be trampled down. Don't fence us in or lock us out. We won't be tied and bound. We'll face the barriers you erect. Our heads held high and strong. Resilient through each painful blow. We will see justice done. So I grew up in Halewood, which is on the outskirts of Merseyside in Newsley. Um, and I grew up in a foster home with my foster siblings and my foster mum. And yeah, Halewood's like a working class area. It's made some really good friends in Halewood, but it's not the best place to grow up when you're black because it's an area which is about 99% white. So it's quite tough growing up in an area like Halewood and you have to learn resilience quite quickly. Um, my story is, um, uh, I grew up, I was in and out of care, uh, uh, a, a small bit, and then I grew up um, in a separated family and then a stepfather and then other children. And then um, I, I, I was chased out of home really when I was 15. Primary school was, there's a lot of kinds of subtle and covert racism. Even from walking to school, I was um, subject to overt racism, being called the N-word from some kids who decided to make me life hell quite early on. So, and then picking friends and having people maybe cover their hands up so they didn't have to hold your hands as if your black skin was a bit of a contaminant. So that was always tough. I ended up uh, um, with a good job and I ended up having um, a child when I was 19, a son. I was married, got married and bought a house at 19, got a mortgage and all that. And then that never really worked. I think I only got married because I felt I ought to, because, I did, you know, because of the times you, you really got married when you got pregnant. So I do things like... Uh, my birth name, I changed my birth name, which was a very kind of racially charged name that you wouldn't be used to hearing in um, in England or in Liverpool. Um, and so I changed it to my nan's name, which was an Irish name, Peregrine. Um, and I straightened my hair at quite a young age, not with hair straighteners, but with chemicals called relaxing. And then um, I met someone else a couple of years later. He ended up um, um, beating me and controlling me, really, for 10 years. And I couldn't see my way out of it. And um, he was good to the children, but he, the minute they weren't there, he, you know, I had a lot of violence issues and control issues. So I'd learn new racist words from other people because I didn't know all the racist words. All the white kids taught me racist words. But that, that never, ever leaves you as a black person. No matter who calls you that word, that will take you back to that first time that you ever heard that word because it hurts you on like a cellular level. So yes, so so I, I was picked to stand. Uh, my husband didn't want me, he was going mad, no. Uh, my brother, uh, who lived nearby, no. They were saying, hey. Oh no. No, you don't want to be doing that. And that, my husband said, Oh no. See, this, that, and the other. And then they were saying, It's only 
you'll be embarrassed. They were very much under the thumb, if you like, of men. And men said, if it was your husband. Do this and do that. All the time I kept thinking, why are women treated like this? And somehow I couldn't get my head round it, you know. I think as a woman, it's especially difficult. Trade union movement is, uh, is still dominated by men and often older men. Hey, girl. So that, that was the thing at the time, you know, women. Why should women be doing that? They shouldn't be doing that. You know. I still go to meetings today where the men sit in the front and hold forth. Your hand could be waving forever. I stand up and say, will somebody please listen to me? And we, then we ended up fighting, fighting with the Labour Party as well then. And they got rid of the, um, they stopped us because... You were too mouthy. They stopped the, um, the women's section. We were openly competing with each other for the crumbs. I do feel people in community organisations are set against each other when it comes to funding rather than trying to pull people together. So you meet these people and they tell you their stories and because of your own suffering, you take it on board, you become, um, your empathy is heightened. So you, um, you take on their suffering as well as your own. And it's emotionally, it's draining, but you can't help it, it happens. You can't protect yourself. You're laid bare. I think also like years of austerity and desperation and seeing so many people suffering, you know, sometimes it just breaks your heart. And I was really struggling and I just thought, you know, what am I going to do in this? Well, no, because it was disheartened. We were all disheartened. It was terrible. So, um, so anyway, I worked hard in in the cold, freezing, in the rain, and uh, and then when the weather started getting nice, sunburns and hot. But yeah, so feast and everything, and. Um, it was um, May 1990, by then, and I was elected councillor for Chubru. I couldn't believe it. I think the greatest achievement that I've got out of any of this activism is the, the female friendships that I've made. And just kind of building a world around women and non-binary people and queer people that's like we're working towards like safer spaces for ourselves, not just safer spaces, like but more happier spaces, like more productive spaces, like more creative spaces. And uh, I've won a, um, I've won a, a couple of awards for the, um, you know, life at the end of the Oscars and they have the Lifetime Awards, a special awards. I've won one of them. So my mum was very 
about building us up and building our self-confidence and self-esteem. And so that's why a lot of times throughout my life, I've been able to keep my head up high because it's always my mum's voice. Just keep your head up high and keep your dignity. Even if they don't show you dignity, you show them yours. Well, when I was on the council in in the 1980s, like we built 6,000 houses, we we demolished 6,000 slums and we renovated about another 6,000 houses. So we built the big Everton Park, put all the sports centres around the place, put the um, the big athletics track in that's produced loads of uh, Olympic athletes from Liverpool. Um, so, yeah, that, that I consider a, a... And people fought for it and they saw that what they fought for, they got. What I, I've achieved, um, I'm very proud of what I've done over the years, like doing volunteering and, you know... I got uh, the Volunteer of the Year 2015 and I'm very proud of that. Yeah, I made a film to save the Flatiron Green Space, which is at Park Lane. Um, That was with Extinction Rebellion. We put a tightrope there, so we had tightrope walkers. We had a banner-making table, people making placards. We had the most gorgeous food I've ever seen in a buffet on a table there. Absolutely amazing food. And we had an eco-clothes swap, so people brought clothes along. Uh, We had a Bluetooth speaker, so we had music, and we had live music, people with guitars. We started the Women's Health Information and Support Centre, which was shortened to WHISK. And I'm so happy that Whisk is still around. It's still in Bold Street, still alive and kicking all these years later. Along the way, I I, I met some um, wonderful people and ended up in um, so many different places. And, yes, um, but uh, loads loads of battles, but... But I now know that I've survived for a reason, perhaps to tell my story, to pass on to someone else, to stop them possibly committing suicide because they can't cope anymore. You had to be there year after year after year. You couldn't just have one of these projects which came and went. It had to keep going so that when people were ready or needed education, that we were there. Do you know what? People come in there really unhappy. And they go out laughing, they go out smiling, they go out a different person. And looking back and you think to yourself, I've stood there and made a speech in in exactly the same space, place, where Tom Mann stood in the 1911 transport strike and he spoke from St George's Hall and here, all those years on with the Dockers um, speaking from the same spot, making similar points. Vast oceans of experience. Of thought resilience. Now words of wisdom will be shared. To boost your brilliance. Do take some time to think and breathe. Take time to meditate. Don't take your life for granted. 
Do take time to celebrate. Remember how to just say no. You can't do everything. Spend time with friends. Make time for fun. Relax and do your thing. Keep taking on new challenges. And keep on keeping on. It's worth it. You've so much to give. The battle can be won. Thanks to Willie for taking